Welcome to CAB, College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Today's episode will focus and look at two young men who served 12 to 15 years in prison and how now they're out and about in their communities working with other young people to keep them out of prisons. They have become mentors and entrepreneurs. So, let's go listen to their stories. How they went from being inmates to spiritual entrepreneurs. On CAB, College, Career, and Beyond. And I'm your host, Alex Avila. Welcome to College, Career, and Beyond. And today our guest stars. My name is Boomer Bennett. Uh, I am the founder CEO uh, of Jesus Follower. Also, I'm on the senior board of Jesus Follower University, which is our nonprofit. And I'm Daniel White. I'm the outreach director for the Inland Empire branch. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Welcome to uh, the podcast, College, Career, and Beyond a.k.a. Cab, and your stories are very interesting. Uh, you have quite unique backgrounds, and you're entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to get uh, kind of an insight what led you to the pathway of entrepreneurship. And uh, But before we get there, uh, your journey is also uh, one that was shocking to hear briefly. Uh, I was at another event uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week, and you were coming across because you heard about it online yes, uh, to this event. And when you started speaking, people were curious who you were. And then your presentation, uh, not only did you take over the space, uh, uh, and uh, you shocked many of us, but we were all impressed within two minutes. <laughs> it didn't take longer than two minutes. And, and everybody was like, wait. What? Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. without further ado, um, can you just give us a brief background of uh, some of your journeys and struggles? Yeah, for sure. I I, I take the lead. Um, I grew up in, uh, of course, Los Angeles, California. Um, started gang banging at the age of twelve. Uh, I was a crip from the streets of Los Angeles, uh, Gardena, to be more specific. Um, you know, the broken household thing is reality. You know what I mean? Definitely for, for young urban males. Um, when you say broken household, what does that mean? Um, broken household meaning, for sure, one of the parents isn't there. Mine was the father. Okay. And then broken on another level uh, when you don't have a consistency of uh, maturing uh, finances. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Okay. The, the mind state that an adolescent typically should grow up with from a societal perspective when you're lacking in that area you tend to be broken in such a way that you go out to look for that you okay. know what I mean naturally um and I went out to look for it and it just so happened that I ran into you know gang members who was ready and willing to give me everything that I was looking for okay you know what I mean and 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 as a youth it, it wasn't it wasn't oh is this right or wrong it's just this is what I know I need okay you know what I mean I need to be influenced you know what I mean, by a male. Right. I need to be influenced by a male. Whether that influence is right or wrong, I just need to be influenced by a male, you know what I mean? And I, and I went to sought that male influence, and instead of me, and, it, and I'm not gonna say it was environmental, 
you know what I mean? But when I when I left my house and I go to Jack in the Box to catch the bus, there's specific males there every day. That's like, hey, what's up, young man? What you, what you got going on today? I ain't doing nothing. You want to chill after school? Yeah, for sure. I'll come chill. You so know. they're consistent. They're present. You see them, and then they're accessible. Easily. Okay. Easily right. accessible. You know, and, 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 and not only are they easily accessible, but they talking. They engaging. You know what I mean? And I see the, the, the flags. I see the sag pants. I see the blue everything. But they making it. These are older men are making themselves accessible to me. And impressionable as well. Meditating. And so it's not that it's just accessible and they're right there, but they give a great impression that they care about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, for, 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 for sure. You know, and, and, and from a household perspective, um, it, it, it wasn't the fact that, that this is the way that, you know, necessarily my father wanted or my mother wanted or my brothers wanted. It was just what it was. Okay. You know what I mean? Not 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 putting the blame on anybody. It sure. was just the way it was. That's you know right. what I mean? Mom did the best with what she had. That's right. Don't know. I never knew Pop, so I don't know what he did, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine that this is what he desired. Okay. So you know what I mean? Not at all. Acknowledging that there was a, you felt uh, a deficit and had not had a male role model. And not only that, just growing up in, in in a poor community. Yeah, right. For sure. We don't. You didn't have the right resources, or uh, you we didn't have access to things that most people may have, or people who are privileged may have to give you the right uh, tracking. And 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 when and, and coming back to the to the, to the men who were the gang members who was influenced me, they had they had resources. Now. And that kind of resource, we're going to talk about those resources. Uh, <laughs> so me making the statement of uh, growing up in a household of privilege and, and poor community, I'm pretty sure uh, you're going to be but. Yeah. And you're going to, uh, in real time, and me being conscious of that, right? Yeah. That even when I make that statement, is incorrect. Mm. Because uh, we have you, you want to tell them your name? Again, my name is Daniel White. Uh, I did 15 years in prison. Uh, I was arrested in 2001, I came home in 2016. I grew up in the suburbs, you know, um, never had to gangbang. I always felt like a lot of people had to gangbang because they were placed in that environment. I didn't have that environment, I didn't have the temptation. I had cousins that banged, but it had nothing to do with me. Um, I was just a frustrated youth, you know, uh, lacked discipline, Lack motivation, but gifted skill set. Could test high, but doesn't do your homework. Um, and then, I, I guess it, it was pressure being in the, in the family that I was in. Uh, I explain that because people may not know when well, you say that. Well, my, my mother is the superintendent of uh, Riverside County, but both of my parents have always been professionals. Have always been bosses. Um, was raised in a structured Christian home. Um, to the point where you don't play secular music in the house. I, I remember getting spanked for buying a Tupac CD. Not really spanked, I got in a fight. And not really fight. He got at me, y'all. But I bought a Tupac tape, you know, in 92. So that's how disciplined. Um, and it was their background in the church that was so dogmatic that made them that way. So, I mean, we've all grown and evolved. But those type of things, along with hip-hop music, which influenced my impressionable mind. So it was it was music that was impressionable to you. Music was impressionable because even though it's like a movie, when you don't live it, 
you want to be in it. And I had the privilege of going into the hood, getting active, not gangbang, but doing stuff, you know, people do when you're being bad, and then going home sleeping the burbs. So I don't have to look outside and worry about that For my audience, for those who may not understand, or just to give some context, because my audience is very diverse. So there's a portion of the audience that understand exactly what you're talking about. There's another portion that's trying to figure out so here you have a, a young man whose IQ is high, does well in school when he wants to. Uh, parents are both successful entrepreneurs and active in academia. Live in an environment where there's probably no helicopters at all. <laughs> no. uh, uh, he doesn't have to look behind his back. Uh, no one's gonna break into your house. Uh, live in a wealthy kind of upper class community. But was however, mm-hmm. Uh, influence, yeah, or was looking for something. Yeah, well, it, it was a lack of identity for sure. Okay, I knew that. I mean, I know that now. Okay. But back then, what I was looking for, uh, I think they refer to it now as cloud. So cloud chasing. Okay, cloud chasing. So wait, a lack of identity. Yeah. Nobody, even though I had a, a nice structure, mm-hmm. they were still not a, a strong man to sow into my life. The like, father was there. He was there, but it's like, whatever you want to do, do. No direction. Mm. And I'm going to support whatever direction you go. But if I don't know where to go, Dad, I'm just going to sit here. You know? This is deep. You know? Okay, I'm not this stuff. You, yeah. you, you feel me? Okay. And, and, and okay. that, and when I, when, I, when I hear bro say that, mm-hmm. and me coming from a background where is father is absent, I'm like, who had it better? Like the dad that was there, but he, he wasn't. Wow! Or I knew he was gone. So I knew I was. I got you know what I mean? Because 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 I can I can imagine. Just like just like he here my shoulder, he like bro. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I'm looking at him. I'm like bro. I can't imagine. Yeah. So this is fascinating to me. Yeah. Um. So we have a lot of these uh, debates and, and and conversations, but rarely do I see. Uh, Two individuals from two different backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, totally different circumstances wind up in the same place. Yeah. So so just like he did 15 years in prison, I did 12 years in prison. Wow. Um, I did from 2004 to, two, I mean, yeah, 2004 to 2016. So my, my, my life... As a gang member, it that and I knew I was going to prison at fourteen years old. That was just a natural progression of a gang member. If I wanted to reach where I wanted to reach, I had to at least do at two or three prison terms. You feel me? Right. I had to at least get get that clout. I had to get that reputation. My reputation in the streets was solid. Now it's time for me to graduate <laughs> to my reputation in prison. Right. Go there a couple of times, handle my business, and come home. And now I'm the man. You know what I mean? Because in prison, like I'm the man on the streets, but if somebody come home from prison, I gotta, I gotta fall up under them because they done been there. Right. I didn't like that. Right. You know what so, I mean? So, so I'm willing to go to prison for five to ten. So when I come home, I'm y'all can't say nothing. I'm, I'm controlling everything. I'm gotta partner with nobody because even as a young man, I still had an entrepreneurial mind. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 certain men, certain homies, certain big homies, seen that. And they sold into me from a from a street entrepreneurial right. 
When it came to when it came to women, when it came to money, when it came to drugs, when it came to stealing, look at that from an entrepreneurial perspective. Okay. So because you were able to get these things immediately, uh, you were able to attract uh, a following that was attracted. So you became impressionable. So you recycled the idea. It's 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 one of the most beautiful cycles that we have on earth that we use for negative. So I used to go to school mm-hmm. and be impressed by these guys because these guys were such influences on my life. I mimicked them 10 years down the road. I'm the guy that people were mimicking. I'm the guy who's pulling these guys in. So and like you become the impression. So now you knowing what it did for you Easy, easy call. Follow the blueprint. Follow the blueprint. To the T. To the T. To where, to where now I'm the guy who's telling dudes to go do this, go do that, go say this, go mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? And, and, and because of who I am, people had no problem doing what I said do. For one, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, so on my street, on 141st between Normandy and Butlong, this was my street. This was, Gardena was good, but this is where I live. You know what I mean? Where where mothers come to me and be like, listen, I don't like that my son follow me, but he do. Make sure he come home at night. That's that's from a from 18, 20 years, that's power. You give me, you letting me know. But I, it also comes with responsibility. So yeah, you know your son, I'm gonna give your son a gun to make sure if he out here past nine o'clock, he gotta be protected. And you were that. That was your role. That was my role. She so was the leader. I was the leader. And what gang was this? This was Shotgun Crib. Okay. Yeah, Guardian of California Shotgun Crib. I was from 139th Street. Um, but the but the but the root of it all was because I wasn't anybody. And, and, and this was this was only in my mind. Okay. I was the ugly duckling of my family. Mm. You feel me? Okay. You know, from on on the surface, from a from a carnal perspective, looking at it. Brother got good hair, light skin, brown eyes. Other brother got brown eyes, caramel skin, wavy hair. I'm just black with nappy hair. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't get picked for nothing. You feel me? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm bigger, I'm bigger than all my brothers. So don't nobody want to play with me. So it's like, man, I'm, I'm nobody in my family. So when I went to the streets, I made sure I became a somebody. So you got accepted. You found a community that would accept and embrace who you were, uh, based on your capacity to have this leadership, uh, entrepreneurial mindset. But it came. It came with stipulations. Like I had to. I had to learn how to fight. I've been knocking dudes out since I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. because I knew that's what that. This is what this life called for. Right. You know, I couldn't be. I couldn't be a leader in a buster. Right. You know what I mean? I had to learn how to fight. I had to learn how to mark somebody out, Johnny, on the spot. Because that's, that's what it called for when you're living in that kind of environment, that kind of jungle, that kind of uh, male ego. Let's get, you know, let me be the one dominant. Yeah. All right, the alpha. That, and and, and, and it, ain't, it ain't necessarily, like I said, it ain't necessarily a bad thing. We just use it. It's the way we use it. Like, 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 like for me, I knew... So so right now I got I got I got young men in, who write me from prison mm-hmm. that they're in prison because of stuff I told them to do. Okay. 
You know what I mean? So now they writing me, and, and, and some of them used to write me like, bro, look where I'm at. This is what I'm doing in here. Like, they proud of it because that's what they seen me on. You don't know who proud of that. Negative. Okay. So so when I write them back, or I, they call me on the phone like, bro, what you doing, bro? I just led a Bible study. Bro, what you doing? I just, I just, I just ministered at a church, and they like, man, you serious, huh? You changed. Yeah. So now here's a guy they look up to. They're following your blueprint. Yeah. And now your blueprint's changed. And 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 it's, it ain't it ain't a, it ain't an easy thing to change the blueprint. Right. You know what I mean? Even 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 when I even when I came to know the blueprint was that blueprint was trash. Mm -hmm. The the application and changing that blueprint is very very hard. It's a it's a process. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brutal process. Okay. But but it's a necessary process to be able to. Be here sitting with yeah, you having this interview. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Let me say again, I'm proud of you both for your transformation, uh, your transparency, uh, and your your ability to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. I think when it comes to the male society, in my opinion, uh, our egos are too loud to admit when we have made a mistake. For sure. And uh, when to ask for help. Uh, and so I find it uh, unique, uh, especially in this era, uh, where incarceration, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. And, it's a uh, business. It's, it's, it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. And um, it's also, sadly, uh, a reality for people, especially of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, let's not evade yeah, for sure. that conversation as for well. For sure, for sure. Um, and it's almost like you can anticipate someone going to jail before going to college. Yeah, it's set up like that, mandatory. So this industrial uh, prison complex, this pipeline, yeah, uh, from high school to prison. to prison, uh, it's real. It's yeah. not. It's, it's not a, something that's fabricated. This is not part of our imagination. It's a reality. It's not a reality. It, 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 not, not only is it not only is it a reality, because my, my thing is, if, if it is a reality, then it's a reality that can't be fixed. Because you was in school, and both of you were in school. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to engage you or lock you or give you guidance. I like, for instance, I went to Clark Atlanta University out of high school. Oh wow! But all I wanted to do was party. I danced a little bit, so I'm partying, and you could buy alcohol at 18 in Atlanta back then. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to class. I'm wasting my parents' money. So I come home broken because I didn't do nothing at college. Purposeless, floating around, going to Valley for class maybe two. To appease them, just to... To appease them, to, so I have free rent. Right, right, right. And have, you know, a place, you know, no pressure as an adult. But it, it became something else, and... and you're looking for your identity and you think it's one way and life is really calling you another mm -hmm. and before before you you realize it's too late and, and you're sitting in a situation and you, you can't get out it just gets worse it just gets worse you're stuck okay yeah that, that, and that's and, and like I said when I hear a story I'm like man who had it worse because I knew at 14 I was going to prison. I've been preparing myself for it the whole time. And he wasn't anticipating going to prison. Nah, no, he, even after I caught the case, I refused to take a deal. There's no way they're going to put me in prison. <laughs> you didn't, you, you There's didn't. no way they're going to put me in prison. <laughs> they came with a deal for like 10 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine doing two. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? But that's how naive we were to the to the system. At hired attorneys, but we ain't never been in the system, so we don't know. So yeah. so this is fascinating. Because then you realize how you didn't how long did it take you before you realized it was real? This was gonna happen. Um you know what? I kept the faith a long time. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. So, because I, I kept getting grace. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I got arrested. Mm -hmm. They reduced my bail, so I got bailed out. Okay. A little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. Was found guilty in trial. Moms wrote a cool little piece. They allowed me to stay out till sentencing. Mm. Grace. With the DA saying, look, he's facing 37 years. We object to any grace. Six more weeks out, mm. so you don't know what God's going to do yeah. on your behalf. So you get there. Now, year five at Cal or year five in prison. <laughs> it took five years. Well, for me to realize, I have to do all my time. Oh, yeah. Because wow. because when you go in on level four, the OG is like, "Hey, youngster, you gonna go home, youngster? Yeah. Don't worry, but you ain't gonna do all that time." I did all my time in one day. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason wow. they let me out one day early is because of, of my parole stipulation. They didn't want me to let me out on a Friday, so yeah, they let me out on Thursday. Thursday. That's the only reason. Why. Other than that, you did your whole court, whole, whole uh, fifteen years, except one day. But <laughs> I was disciplinary free. Straight um, up, I, like like some of the things people do to get out early, I wasn't eligible for them because mandatory sentencing. Mm -hmm. That's the other part of the sentence. It's not just people going to prison; it's the it's mandatory, mandatory sentences. For first-time offenders and people of that nature. So, for my audience to know, these young scholars are brilliant minds. They're entrepreneurs. They have a company. We're going to be promoting and marketing that on this podcast because I think it's important uh, when people come out of situations of hardship that we need to encourage, empower, uh, and promote things that are positive and productive. And your voices are much louder in those kind of neighborhoods and those demographics then someone who's probably never lived or gone through any kind of struggles. Yeah, and we have to acknowledge that. For sure. Figure out, because you are stakeholders. Yeah. Um, and you acknowledge that you made a mistake. And now you're coming back in the community, changing the narrative, changing the information, and becoming more influential in a different direction. And I want to I wanna go back to that focus. Yeah. Um, but I can't skip over the idea that you served, was 12? 12. You served 15. Yeah. You you can't you can't. All right, so what, one of the things I want the audience to grasp is the for one the lie that from from my perspective, coming from my background, the lie that um, it's cool. You know what I mean? Okay. It, that 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 prison is cool. It's mm -hmm. it's something dope to do because in in essence, it's cool because. You just wandering through life. You don't have any direction. You don't have any pursuits. You're not really, and that's what gang banging is. Gang banging is one of the most easiest things to do because it don't require you to read any books. It don't require you to do no studying. It don't require you to really hone in on anything. You just living your life loosely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So of course, when say 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 prison is cool because it's just a progression of just living your life loosely. Now it's just in a more well, dangerous environment. It is the most dangerous, but it's also uh, the requirements are to do things that put you in danger, and that's and the, others in danger. And that's the lie. That that's the part you don't get told. Okay. You know what I mean? So so for instance, I I was I was in prison 
on the on the prison California prison system is set up with levels. Level one, two, three, and four. Level one being the the most easiest level. Those are for like non-violent offenders, people who get tickets. Then you got level two is for individuals who uh, uh, violated their parole, individuals who who probably had a had a had a, a crime of stealing or theft. Then you got level three, and those are for some kind of violent offenders, individuals who have some kind of uh, assault with bodily injury. Then you got level fours. Those are for the murderers. Those are individuals who are never coming home. Those are individuals who, who did certain things, who doing 30 to life, got our six life sentences that are never coming home. This is where we were at. You were level four. We were level four. Both of you were level four. I had to go to level four. And, and not because my character or my background require level four. Their point system set up is because I was doing so many years exactly. that they didn't want me to have too much access to the lower levels yet. Okay. So I had to do a minimal of four to five years on level four to even come down. And I was at Calipatria, 90% of them was in there for murder. Straight up. You know. Straight up. I didn't mean to cut you off just now, but that's extreme. And my question is, how did you deal, if you ever had issues with mental illness? That's a good question, bro. Because as 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 men of God, mental illness is a is a is a is an area that the church don't acknowledge. I don't think the church know how to acknowledge it. Um, but for sure, I got I got stabbed my first day in jail. Wow. I was from I was, I'm, I'm from Shotgun. My enemies they came when I was. Tired, sleep with my bunk. They came and pulled me up out that thing, and I got stabbed my first day in jail. So I already knew what the what the climate was, and 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 like I said, this was this was this was me in my past. But let me just give y'all a glimpse of of of, of who I was. Shooting somebody is 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 easy. Is is kind of easy because it's a gun, and the bullet is leaving the object, and then it's going into you. Right. So even if I take your life with a gun, it's, 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 there's a level of comfort there. There's no level of real conviction. It's just I'm just using the gun to shoot at you, whether 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 it's whether it's up close or or far away. Mm-hmm. It's still the object in between me and you. I'm pulling the trigger. The object right. in prison is different. We stab people. You have to get up close. I have to see the life drain out of you. They have to see the life drain out of me. If my if if if, if, if I got sent on a mission, and the mission was to, 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 to erase the person. I can't leave unless you're dead. If I come back and you ain't dead, they get me. Wow. You feel me? So me, so me plugging you, I'm not, I'm not shooting at you from afar and seeing you drop and then move right. speeding on. I'm literally over you and I'm stabbing you until I see you dead. That's that plays into a man's psyche to the point where I'm not. I don't care about going home and, no more. And that goes two ways. You're talking about. Uh, not only just stabbing someone, but what if you live or survive a stabbing? Yeah. The trauma. So yeah. one is the trauma of committing the crime or committing something so heinous, right? right the other surviving it, and then your mindset. How do you go to sleep at night? You probably can't. It's, Who you talk to about this process? They probably saying this part. Nobody of relates. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. And so it's a it's a it's a it's a creepy cycle, bro. And 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 it's a creepy cycle. So so for instance, I was in prison on level four yard. And I had as much time as I did, but there are people who've been here since the '60s and '70s. Easy, wow. easy. So, so when I come in here, I'm like, man, I'm getting out of there. Like, 
Bro, don't ever tell people in this yard you going home. Exactly. Because they gonna make it up to where you never go home. They'll keep you. Explain that for my audience, I'm sorry. All right, so I'm gonna give, give y'all two case scenarios. So it was one case scenario where it was a young African-American dude, he was 19. I can't, I, I went to prison when I was 20. I met him when I was 21. I'm, I'm, I haven't transitioned my life yet. I'm still about this life. But I know when somebody come on the yard that ain't supposed to be here. He only had 18 months. He's not supposed to be here. If you found these young men stories interesting, stay tuned for part two of when inmates become spiritual entrepreneurs. This is Cat, College, Career, and Beyond. And I'm your host, Alex Aguilar.